Despite the violence, graft, and corruption of the Marcos dictatorship, why did the son of the late dictator just win a landslide victory to become the next president of the Philippines? My name is Dr. Daniel Bruno Davis, and I've been studying dynasties and corruption in the Philippines. Last week, Bongbong Marcos Jr., son of the late dictator Ferdinand Marcos, won an overwhelming victory to become the next president of the Philippines. In a country where you usually need no more than 35 to 40 percent of the vote to become president, he won about 60 percent of the vote. So how did the Marcos family go from getting kicked out of the Philippines uh, in a popular uprising to coming back into power with an overwhelming victory? There's a number of factors at play. First of all, ever since the death of Ferdinand Marcos Sr., the family has been working overtime to rehabilitate their image in the Philippines. There have been studies and research that have shown that they've employed a large number of online trolls to, to promote a largely or entirely untrue narrative about the reign of Ferdinand Marcos Sr., suggesting that it was a time of stability and prosperity even while what actually happened was the country taking on enorm enormous external debt and thousands being killed in extrajudicial killings. So there's really been a concerted effort by the Marcos family to change their image, one that clearly seems to have worked. In fact, even if you look at people across age groups, support for Marcos Jr., for Bongbong Marcos, the incoming president, is pretty even. It's even with people who lived through his father's reign and people who are too young to remember it. So clearly they have succeeded in rehabilitating their image. It's not just that their image has gotten better, though. It's also that the post-Marcos order has been somewhat discredited. After Marcos Sr. was forced out of power, there was hope that a new, more democratic Philippines would deliver more for the common people, and it just hasn't materialized. The post-Marcos presidents have been beset by corruption, by failure to deliver on promises, and by sort of a general uh, lawlessness that still pervades in many places. So there has been a lot of unhappiness with the post-Marcos order that made the old Marcos dictatorship look better by contrast. However, that's not the only factor that uh, helped Marcos win the presidency. Another key factor was the alliance between the Marcos family and the Duterte family. Outgoing President Duterte uh, is term limited. In the Philippines, presidents only serve for a single six-year term. But his daughter, Sarah Duterte, ran for and won an overwhelming victory for vice president. President Duterte remains widely popular despite international condemnation of the, the incredibly brutal uh, drug war he unleashed, uh, you know, seeing the police sort of killing indiscriminately in a lot of places. He remains popular, though, as a, a law and order figure in the Philippines. His daughter benefits from that popularity and formed a very powerful alliance with Marcos Jr., Bongo Marcos. The alliance works for a number of reasons. First, individually, there are Marcos diehards and Duterte diehards, and combined together, they make a powerful block. But on top of that, they also represent different parts of the country. The Philippines, like many countries made up of a number of smaller islands, 
has very different politics in different places and very different ethnic histories and traditions in different places. The Marcos, the Marcos's popularity is in the north and with groups in the north, while the Duterte's is in the far south. This brings disparate political blocs together, and when these two formed an alliance, it proved very resilient. One way of looking at the election is there was, you know, 20 to 30 percent of the country who would vote for a Marcos, 20 to 30 percent of the country who would vote for a Duterte, and bringing those together, they both won about 60 percent. So what does that mean looking forward for the country with a, a Marcos as president and a Duterte as vice president? It's not entirely clear. They ran a issue light campaign, mostly on a general branding of unity. So they don't have a very strong specific set of policies. Sarah Duterte, it was just announced, will be the incoming Secretary of Education. That gives her a lot of control over something that's important to the Marcoses, remembering the past, remembering the Marcos regime. There's also the question of their stance towards the U.S. versus China. Marcos Jr. is more pro-China than most politicians, and outgoing President Duterte you know, paid a pretty high political price for his closeness with China. However, there is a pretty strong political wind away from China, so it's not necessarily true that they will be very pro-China. It's likely that they'll be somewhere in the middle, leaning somewhat towards China, but keeping a balance. What this does show overall is the enduring power of political families in the Philippines. It's not just the Marcoses and the Dutertes. All over the Philippines, family dynasties dominate political positions. What we're seeing in the national sphere is just an example of what's going on all over the country in the local sphere.